Hi, I'm Kelly and this is Donna and we were wondering if you might want to hang out. I think I feel something. It's really smooth, isn't it? Yeah. Donna's brother here is a pharmacist, so uh, he got it for us. Chip. His name's Chip, um, my brother. Is it like a wave? Or is it like a zoom? It's like floating. Like, hey man, how's the ground down there and shit? I got it. Holy yeah. shit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Oh. oh. Is it really that cool? Oh man, you gotta try it. Shit, I'll buy it for ya. Jared, are you uh, ready? Born ready. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> welcome to Marcus Played. The movie podcast that used to be about movie podcasts. Do we not have a movie podcast on this episode? No. Have we officially you, stopped? You, you officially said, because we brought... Uh, we, Jared is replacing podcasts in this one. Jared is movie mm. podcast incarnate on this. Exactly, yes. Disgusting. Okay. <laughs> this is what he always wanted in life. What he aspired to is to be the definition but, of film Twitter podcasts. Nothing but contempt for podcasting. I think that comes through on Sober Cinema. If you'd like to check out that show, it's lovely. <laughs> so this is actually our Christmas special, and we've been kind of banding about doing uh, some Christmas movies and kind of like sort of counter uh, the traditional "It's a Wonderful Life" sort of Christmas Carol sort of thing, and you know diving into some of those like those Christmas movies that uh, you know like the big diehard argument is diehard a Christmas movie, all that crap. So. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Go, uh, the 99 Doug Lyman joint. And Michael, you were telling me that Jared is not only a fan of the movie, but he is also a has some history at the rave scene. <laughs> the old uh, yeah. mesh shirts and uh, and uh, lollipops yeah. and dudes and stuff. What yes, a trio of that. things that you've uh, associated with me. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> it's all very phallic, no matter how you oh, cut yeah. it, Jared. Um yeah, we did an episode, Jared and I, on Sober Cinema, which uh, Jared records with nothing but contempt, he was being honest about that. Uh, and it was on, I, I guess you would say, God, the uh, less famous Go. And I wouldn't say Go was any sort of box office sensation, but we did a film from 2000 called Groove, mm. which when you and I were kicking this around, Hiro, I lamented. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I really held Jared's feet to the fire on his <laughs> rave days like I should have in that episode. But we can go back. Let's rectify to that. Go Correct mistakes. From 1999. Mm. We can ask all the questions we want to ask, mainly just Hiro. And uh, we can also celebrate Christmas. But, uh, Jared, I'll give you credit. You've kind of uh, championed this film. I think like our third episode of Sober Cinema mm. was just on Christmas movies. And this was one that you uh, you brought to the table as uh, something you revisit uh, on the holiday season. Well, you know, you've got the, the stable of usual uh, Christmas movies and such. I was trying to think a little bit outside of the box. Seeing as I'm the movie moron that's brought in for uh, <laughs> no 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 you, you are podcast incarnate don't forget that oh okay my bad yeah as the movie layman I uh, tried to throw you a curveball it is technically a Christmas film you know and <laughs> chronologically but 
there's mistletoe offered uh, up with a conjunction with oral sex. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I know you like that. Let me ask you this though, because I've done this. Uh, Hiro, uh, you're, you're the super fan of of just podcasting in general, uh, because you often attack me with my own words on something I'd said that I've already forgotten. And I like to come back and podcast on the same movie and say the exact opposite. And you kind of call me out on that. Go is one. I, I hold think, grudges. I think we, <laughs> you do hold grudges. Um, I believe I did this on War Machine versus War Horse. I know I did it for 99 from 99 because why wouldn't you on that, that podcast? And I feel like both times I was a little less high on it than I was for this rewatch. And keep in mind, this was a uh, like a teenage favorite of mine. Jared can attest this. Uh, we grew up together. Uh, we saw this in theaters together. And I think many a time playing poker or just shooting the shit, this was like a DVD throw it this back on. This was part of the rotation. The background yeah. type thing. Yeah. And on those previous podcasts, um, I didn't feel like it was aged as well because I felt like, oh, is this like just a young man's game? Because now you have different responsibilities, different concerns. And I think watching it through the lens of uh, Christmas made me appreciate it even more as an old man. This is probably my first old man rewatch <laughs> where I got a little bit of that 16 year old spirit back again. And I think it's to what uh, Hiram and Jared, what you were kind of attesting is that when you get into Christmas time and if you're married to someone that likes Christmas movies, which I think Hiram and myself have to deal with that uh, during this particular Unfortunately, month. The Hallmark channel is on a lot. In my home. Let me tell you, Go is incredibly refreshing if you throw it on in the month of December. Incredibly refreshing. I think that, like, you know, you're talking about how it's kind of age, kind of funny, kind of going backwards for you. Um, I kind of feel the same way, but it's more for me about, like, the the cast. At the time, you know, Scott Wolf and all these people were up-and-comers, and they were, you know, they had, like, these bright futures ahead of them. And then you kind of look back at them now. <laughs> I like that you're you're kind of punching up with Scott Wolf, who I'm sure had made he'd made his party of five yeah. money at that point. He's set, right? I mean, but you look I, at I, I mean, looking, Katie Holmes. It, well, I was going a little darker because I was looking at like, okay, I need to get the names right because <clears throat> like the sort of Pulp Fiction Junior that it was kind of marketed as. Right. Uh, back in the day, uh, these are three stories and <clears throat> three different names. So I'm like, okay, Rana, Sarah Polly, uh, she's Reagan. like a critical. Easy. <laughs> Hold that thought. Hold Easy. that thought. I'm, I'm going to talk about a uh, redhead who, who has not fared as well financially. Uh, Simon is the Las Vegas chapter. Oh, so, so if you're from over there, then, then, then where did you meet these friends of yours? <laughs> who, who I don't see. <laughs> <laughs> the others already knew each other. Marcus and I met in traffic school. Traffic school? <laughs> Listen, I'm a good driver, I am. I learned oh, everything really? from American television. Oh, great. Hunter, <laughs> Magnum <No>. PI. <laughs> Night Reuters, an excellent program. <laughs> you having a go with me here? Uh, Desmond Askew, and I had to look back at him and look, wow, uh, he's one of the guys that got his own. His own story. Tay Diggs is a supporting player to the Simon character story. And I'm looking at Desmond Askew and maybe the nasty Hellcat. Jared, maybe you've kept up with him. His IMDb, his top picture is a video game trailer. He has gone Ooh. off to video game voices. Well, I think the only person who really got huge here is Melissa McCarthy. How? Careful. Where's the uh, say, <laughs> rim shot insert? <laughs> <laughs> Big star. Jared, you were about to make fun of a video game player and then Hyro 
Poor form. How dare you? <laughs> I actually, when I was watching this on Amazon, the uh, the X-ray of him, I had to check and see who that was because you know, as it pops up, it's like everybody that's in the scene is on this X-ray, and I'm looking at him like, who the fuck is it? <laughs> oh, Simon. Simon's hit the uh, what age slash meth tree? Balding, <laughs> <laughs> kind of gray, white hair. Yeah, he he does not look like Go Form. Sarah Polly looks like himself. Tay Diggs is not aged at all, from what I can tell. Um, but so higher, are you saying that kind of hurts or helps it now? Like, do you cherish it more? Or are you saying that's a little, has a little bit of a lesser impact because they didn't go on to become huge movie stars? Well, it's a little distracting, you know, because we are men of a certain age. So we know them when they were, when Katie Holmes was on, uh, on the little TV show there with, uh, the, guy the gifts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember. And, uh, you know, you recognize these faces are very familiar to us because of our age. I'm sorry. But. <laughs> But you, you can't help but just look at them and like, oh man, what happened to this homeless dude? You know, it's just it's a little distracting. I mean, then you got, but it's such a good time, and it always reminds me of the Hellcat. <laughs> I say, I hate to, I don't want to say too much here, but that that the gift part cracked me up. I remember so many arguments <laughs> with my girlfriend at the time because me and Mike would not stop going on about her part in the gift <coughs> and how. <laughs> Two parts, yeah, really. Two parts, if you want to say how well equipped she is for her body mass index. <laughs> hey, who, who, who's in the gift? Katie Holmes. Oh, I thought we were still talking well, about Melissa McCarthy. I knew you couldn't get your head out of the gutter with her, but we're talking about, uh, you know, comely young lass Katie Holmes, uh, Joey. Uh, yeah, Jared, uh, tell us your argument uh, with your ex-girlfriend, because I was totally in your corner on this, and the only thing I, the only thing I disagreed with was like, well, I don't know if I would have verbalized it to her. I may have thought it, but I don't know if I would have taken that approach with someone I'm dating Listen, I was a young man who made a lot of mistakes, <laughs> who's aged into an old man who makes a lot of mistakes. Uh, now, <clears throat> I didn't direct it at her, but our argument <laughs> I mean, you and I together, it was just basically what I said. It's like, you know, for as uh, thin as she is, she's got some really large breasts. And then, of course, my girlfriend was like, what's the, what's the deal? I've got bigger breasts than her. <laughs> so, in other words, you're calling her fat. Well, I mean, she's not as thin as Katie Holmes, so. <laughs> Oops. Jared is being very kind here. He at the time he was uh he was Belichick at the combine. He was breaking out the tape. <laughs> he was having to run laps. Is this a person you're still dating? Oh no, Jared? Lord no. Oh, just making sure. So you <laughs> was she? In fairness uh, to her and him, I, th- I don't think that ended the relationship. No, no. They were <laughs> able to weather that storm. But I remember you uh. We're laying this conversation, and I was like, ooh, that is uh, explosive ground you're on. Yeah, you're walking. Watch out for the landmines. But, and, and, but it depends, though. I mean, like, I mean, it's, it's like Buffalo Bill uh, from Sons of the Lambs seeking her out, or is she just uh, not quite as waif-like as uh, Katie Holmes? There's a big difference there. Oh. Are we in Melissa McCarthy territory, or are we in Katie Holmes territory? I'm trying to determine if I could be in a rowboat with her. <laughs> 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 That's usual. Thank you, all uh, female listeners. Uh, Marcus Blade, we know you won't carry on with us into this next uh, incarnation. It's been fun. (laughs) (laughs) The next installment are fat or thin. (laughs) Uh, What would Sarah Polly think of us, us disgusting pigs? Uh, On the other hand, she's always asking people to show me your tits to men, so maybe she's equal opportunity in this film. My wife couldn't get over... Uh, Timothy Oliphant here. 
So she has a uh, really skanky, pretty big thing for <laughs> in his justified days. Uh, I I couldn't help but think of Jared, but you put this drug dealer he he plays mm-hmm. with the spiked hair that's like got the uh, I guess the attempt at like a blonde look that's gone kind of orange and streaky, and she was not a fan. It almost ruined the whole uh, Raylan justified thing. She did not care for Gaines, the drug dealer. Um, so I think that, that this has to be a deception on her part. I mean, I I, I really uh, did your wife. I think she's a very nice person. I think she'll respect her more by not making her listen to podcasts while at the dinner table. <laughs> Do you know who she liked? Scott Wolf. I approved of this. No, William Fickner. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I mean, this dude is like, that was the part of the movie that she was most cracking up at. As we should. She liked these characters. Uh, she she was into the the Amway segment of this Pulp Fiction Junior quite a bit. Oh, uh, sorry. No, no, no. Stay for a sec. Here, smell this. What does that smell like? CK one, right? Right. But it's not. Really. Yeah, I get this stuff for half what that stuff costs. It's nice. It's very nice. Hey, try. It's down. So is the liner. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's really soft. Get on. Oh no, no, <laughs> I, I gotta go help with dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? Hear what? Exactly. Individually wrapped springs. Top quality. Hey. I could do aerobics over here and you wouldn't feel it. I bet I wouldn't. So, Zach, would you say you're open to new things? I've seen probably that sequence 30 times. You've posted and it And I crack times. up every single time. <laughs> <laughs> say, that, say that mattress bouncing gif has been used <laughs> quite a few times. Is that uh, contributing to, like, <clears throat> watching it as an adult? Because I'm pretty sure as teenagers, me and Jared, we didn't know what the fuck Amway or Confederated products were. Like, there was an idea of, like, oh, they're kind of trying to sell them something that sounds pyramid schemey. But uh, having <laughs> been approached by people not as charming or as charismatic uh, as William Fickner here about this as you get into adult years, like, or if you just get on Facebook, you see people you used to go to high school mm-hmm. with that have really gotten into that lifestyle. And I think it only works if you're courting people who think that you want to have sex with them. I think that's the only way that it's acceptable to then get me into confederated products is I, I spend most of the evening thinking that this guy wants to fuck me. And like, oh, no, he just wants to sell me some cheap goods and get into his uh, pyramid scheme. trying to do that's a, fine. some litigation in on a different bill. <laughs> yeah. Is it a good sales move to just go full frontal auto person? Is that is that the way to get to Michael's heart for or Michael's wallet? Really, it's just I think I think you introduced Jared, you two things that I, I don't want, and if one of them is a nude man <laughs> bouncing on a mattress next to me, and then he's like, "Hey, uh, would you like to buy some cheap wine?" You probably have a, a sales pitch there. I mean, it's going back to the office space thing with the uh, the magazine salesman. You know, one, never seen Office Space, no, Iroh? No, no Office Space, Shame. no Seinfeld. Wow. Is it is it just a uh, uh, too too white for you? Is it just uh, <laughs> too much nerdy white guy humor? Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Sorry anyway. to box you. In. You know, Twitter will say that's not racist. Yeah. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, I've guy. watched The Wire like seven times, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Which of these uh, segments 
do you have the most problem with now as as old men, or if, do you have a problem with any of them? Uh, the uh, the Sarah Polly one probably. Not not that <clears throat> it, it, the fact that the whole thing is the crux is one hundred dollars like kind of threw me off. <laughs> not that you know like hundred dollars is a big all, time. It's a lot you know back then I suppose and for a seventeen year old. But it's like man, you can't come up with a hundred fucking dollars to save you from getting like clipped in the head like. <laughs> There's no amount. Of- You're saying the risk versus reward here is pretty high to screw over a for for a hundred. Which I mean, bucks, I guess she's not. Yeah. She's not attempting to screw over a drug dealer, but she puts herself in a situation where she is going to. She makes an enemy of this man that uh, my wife is no longer attracted to. So she says. I suppose it's. Just- I'll ask her again <laughs> on 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 next week's episode. I'll I'll, I'll break out the charts. Did you we'll see the abs? JFK? Did you see the body on that dude? I think it's just the hair. It's just the hair. She just can't handle it. She could she could not handle my friend Jared when he decided to go full blonde or <laughs> orange back in the day. Listen, a like lot on of, the sides? A lot of unfortunate. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> like the guy from Prodigy? I still, had, I still had hair then. I didn't go bald till like 26. Thank you very much. <laughs> my rave days were much... I would say that Brittany has really high standards. But then the camera turns on and there is... Uh, well lit right here baby <laughs> there's, the, there's the burning uh the burning cauldron um faye reagan would have no problem getting the hundred bucks there it nope. is okay uh, right i'm gonna now. take a drink now let you two just have your time together <laughs> i have uh several hundreds that faye could have at this very moment <clears throat> didn't prepare for that did you speechless <laughs> <laughs> I think this goes back to what you said before, uh, Jared, that Hiro likes... He likes to talk about it, but when he actually gets down in the mucky muck, he gets silent. He gets quiet. <laughs> he likes to... Ag- you want to talk about a burning cauldron? When you're facing the, the sun, uh, the, the fiery pit of despair that is the decadence of Jared Dotson, I don't think you like being as close mm-hmm. to it. I'm a little bit too close <laughs> to the sun, huh, yeah. Icarus? <laughs> I just don't want to get close enough to see that full frontal again. <laughs> That sales pitch of Jerry's as he's trying to sell me knockoff CK1, whatever it is. Jovan Musk. I'm most interested by the idea that was Sarah Polly, a uh, film Twitter hero of independent Canadian cinema, is being compared to Faye Rakin, which is not a leap I would, I would have naturally made. Is that a compliment or an insult to this director? I think it's a compliment. I mean, she's a lovely woman. I like her films. Big fan of um, <laughs> Story Would You Tell. You see, until you dropped a title, I didn't know who we were talking about <laughs> as far as which films you were <laughs> The stories we tell the parody porn. <laughs> yeah, what's some of Faye's titles? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not going to actually look that up. I, You know, the other thing with this one is uh, the brevity of it. And, of course, you're you're doing like the anthology type thing where it's three different That's stories always that are somewhat interconnected. <clears throat> but it still moves. Uh, incredibly, incredibly fast. And I think when I was younger, I felt like, uh, maybe getting into the, uh, what are the two actors' names? Uh, Which story? By Scott Wolf and Jay uh, Moore. Adam and Zach, I Adam think. Adam and Zach? Yeah. Yeah. When it gets to the Adam and Zach story, I did feel like as a 16 year old, maybe that it kind of came to a little stop. 
maybe just because I didn't understand the adult dynamics of, of Amway uh, and didn't approach it with the same degree of humor. Because the first two stories are skew very young. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one problem my wife had with the um, the Vegas sequence. Uh, she hated Simon, des- detested him. <laughs> like, and uh, I think we've talked about this before on other podcasts, Hiro, like um, Rounders is a good example, like Worm. You have a character in the story who's just there to fuck up, to push like the adventure forward, to make it more entertaining for the audience. But if you had a friend like that, you would kill him. You would be like, I can't survive in your presence because you're going to get us into in your, shit. In your current crew, you know, you guys have you guys have like this Kentucky, a uh, very mm. tight knit crew that you came up with that uh, Dave was so jealous of that he moved over. <laughs> um, yeah, he doesn't fit in for sure. Who is the guy? Um, Who is the the Simon? I would I would say my brother Sawyer, mm. as far as trying to corral him. Um, now get him intoxicated enough, and he will just fall asleep. <laughs> so there's that. I've seen that. So firsthand, there there is a way to stop him from getting you into shit. Is just buy him another beer, liquor him up, or yeah, um, tranquilize the man. I I don't think we have any that are as aggressive in uh, being instigators, but as far as doing stupid shit that would cause them problems in their own home, uh, it's up to me and Jared whether or not we allow that to happen just for our own shits and giggles. Uh, I don't think they'll do harm to us, but they'll do harm to themselves. So we're more, me and Jared are playing more goalie, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, when we had our three man, uh, outings at, in Lexington, you were definitely the, you, you. I mean, no, you were the devil <laughs> on the shoulder and I was the angel on the shoulder and Corey was oh, okay. our Simon for the most part. Oh, always, always into some shit. Like we would try to get him back to the car to get him home and he would try to break up domestic disputes in the middle of the fucking street in Lexington. I just, well, it's complete strangers. Complete by strangers. The way. We have no. We have no inclination one way or the other as far as who's at fault here. Uh, he would instigate himself as marriage counselor to two other drunks, uh, which three drunks. Yeah, <laughs> trying to say solve three their drunks. problems together. <laughs> so Corey would be most likely to have the threesome in the burning room. Is, is he the also the candidate for that? Hmm. I don't know about the threesome. I want to go on the record, but with definitely this. burning the room. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with Jared on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you asked Jared earlier uh, what part of the movie you kind of disliked the most. I'd say the Vegas por- portion for me, right, is – and it's particularly not so much Simon. Simon – you know, you watch so many movies and you know this character, right? You know, like, oh, shit, it's the fucking the, – the, the fuck up who wants to stir the soup. He's just there to bring the conflict right. to the story. But the other characters, the Breck and Meyer character is just god-awful. Uh, Tiny is his name. I peeped this. So this chick, she's bobbing up and down on my dick like, like she's fucking Marilyn Chambers, you know? She actually finds your dick. <laughs> so then she moves around the outside. You know, she's painting the tree. And whack, it hits her in the eye. And her contact, it's like stuck on the end of my dick. Yo, her contact is stuck on the end of my dick, yo. Was it hard or was it soft? What, my dick? The contact lens. Do you remember if it was a colored lens? That she used to have two blue eyes, and now she had one blue and one brown? Yo, what the fuck does that matter? It matters because it happened to me. That was my story. I told that story a year ago, man. The difference is I knew those small but important details. That and, and my story was true. Oh. Whatever. Whatever? 
Whatever. What do you mean, whatever? Why don't you pull your stinky dinky out my ass? I'm trying to make conversation. Fuck. Yo, why don't you give a nigga a break? Nigga? What nigga? This nigga? Yo, man, I told you my mother's mother's mother was Your mother's black. mother's mother's father. This ain't Roots mother. <laughs> now, I want to see a picture of this Nubian princess. Okay? <laughs> I want to see a picture of my mother's picture. mother's mother in If my you were mother? any less black, you would be clear. That bitch was black as night. Okay, stop, Roots. I shut up. See black, cause I know I am. See, color's a state of mind, Marcus. You know what, you're right. Thank you, Rhythm Nation. <laughs> Fuck you, Vanilla Ice. Just brutal, and then his little partner singing. The whole, my mother's mother's mother was like a quarter black or whatever it is. Just, the Elizabeth Warren thing. Yeah, and then he, their behavior at the, at the, at the buffet line. Come on now, man. Like, <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm going to take up for my friends. I don't think when we went to Vegas for my bachelor party that uh, anyone got sick off of a buffet. I will say that Jared uh, and Derek uh, tapped out due to probably alcohol. Yeah, it was really bad. On one night. Um, but I wouldn't say that it's, and, and it's very pointed in the movie, right? It's like Tay Diggs is announcing, we're going to write these two characters out of the hijinks uh, by saying, hey, you're going to get sick if you eat all that shit. And very that, that's probably the most disappointing thing is, uh, I know it's just like a three hour drive for these dudes, but two of the characters are just there in the film just for the drive to Vegas right. conversation. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. Then they have no other purpose. So I have a story for you. You weren't around during the, uh, the Vegas trip for the, I think you went out with, uh, your, Ben, yeah, Zook. ben Zook. 99 from 99 host. Yeah. Yeah. We are so far on the opposite end, Hiro, of the crashing the buffet table. We went to the in, hotel restaurant in casino restaurant and they split up entrees together like they paired off and split up (laughs) entrees because they're so fucking cheap i was the only person that ordered a full entree i was like this is the most embarrassing fucking thing i've ever seen who goes to fucking vegas to split entrees they split entrees they were like 25 dollars a piece like you are kidding we're in vegas we're in fucking vegas and you're splitting entrees like get a a coupon Get a fucking bag and take it back, man. You know you're going to be drunk and hungry like two in the morning. Like, goddamn. Like, what Jared is saying is that our group of friends, for the most part, are more like the confederated products. Very much so. Type of people. <laughs> a already. Buck. What's that? I'm not having any of that. I'm not betting shit. I'm not. Dr- <laughs> we went to Vegas. We could have like we could have done the exact same thing in Lexington easily. No wonder there were and no we threesomes did. when. When Hiro came mm-hmm. to town the night from a wedding, we did exactly way more wild that, that night than we were in Vegas. <laughs> I think it's a it's a difference in the other thing with the ageism, I guess, of rewatching Go is that the hijinks they get into can tire you out. And it was more clear than ever when I got married because I had that Vegas trip, and then I had the night before when Hiro came to town that. <laughs> our bodies are not meant for marathons anymore. We're sprinters. Yeah. <laughs> like we can, you give us six hours, <laughs> we can tear it up, but you give us like three or four days. No, no good. I'm Doesn't like work. Danny Glover over there. Just like, you know, just too old for this shit. <laughs> well, really, when you think about it, they probably weren't in Vegas during that story for more than like six, seven hours. It looks glamorous. It, oh, it looks fun. But then you take our old asses over 30 and like, we're going to have mm. three days in Vegas. I, you remember us whenever our flight got delayed. We were about at fucking fisticuffs. <laughs> we were killed. Why don't you want to stay in Vegas another day? I would rather fucking die than stay in Vegas one more day. <laughs> one more hour with you. 
<laughs> Does the alarm really come on when you put the hand on the ass in a strip club? I'm I'm not that stupid, Hiro. I'm not. I don't touch. I tell you what, this movie scared me. I saw this movie before I was old enough to go into strip clubs. Yeah, yeah. And so it had so me. You sat on your hands the whole time. <laughs> yeah, like the, the very first time I went into one, I thought like I'm not. I'm I'm barely gonna breathe if they're around me. Like I don't want anything to happen. And as you get older, you realize uh, they make their money by crossing some boundaries themselves. So yeah. just go with it. But yeah, the uh, the go thing. Maybe it's just Simon. Maybe it's just this guy that you know. If it was Tay Diggs. Is there an alarm that sounds, or is it just the the guy with the spiky red hair? Ah, the ginger? you're saying that he's just the uggo, and yeah, that and you can the ladies disgusting. You can, choose. You can get away with a little bit more if you don't just do full both hand grabbing ass cheeks as well. Like, <laughs> I think it's the face he's making too, Jared. I think it's the glee that he has on his stupid face. He's just hanging on for dear life. Yes, <laughs> it's. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you you have a dog, and you you know, yeah, you you hold the treat out, and the dog's like shaking and shivering, like <laughs> dying to get at that treat. That's what yeah, Simon looks like. Friends like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them. His name is Travis. <laughs> uh, oh, hands <laughs> empties his whole wallet out. I love that story so much. Here's a movie-related question for you, Hiro. Like, Pulp Fiction. I actually think Jared, all of us love Pulp mm-hmm. Fiction. <clears throat> I remember this being more of a, an attack on anything that came out in the 90s that was seen as trying to ape Pulp mm-hmm. Fiction or having the Pulp Fiction style. And Pulp Fiction didn't invent that quasi-anthology thing where stories are interconnected. Uh, hell, like, Shortcuts came out, I think, two years before Altman's movie, which is like an entire city of people who are connected together. I felt like that age is better now because I don't think that's going to come up as much anymore. Yeah. I think in the nineties, there were so many things that tried to rip off Pulp Fiction that anything, even if it was good, if it had a Pulp Fiction style to it, that was a big mark against it. But then you go back and you watch some of these movies. They're good. I mean, they're entertaining movies, you know, some of them, right? I mean, uh, there's the way of the gun also, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, has Tay Diggs action in there. It's actually not bad. Actually, probably one of my favorite opening scenes ever in a film. Uh, we're old Sarah Silverman. You like uh, Sarah Silverman? Yes. Just getting punched in the face, huh? Nicholas, get off the fucking car! Hey, fuck suck! Get your slippery fucking ass off the car! Listen to me! Get off the fucking car with your fucking ass! Shut that cunt's mouth or I'll come over there and fuck start her head! <laughs> Do something! You're gonna wish you never fucking got up this morning, asshole, because my boyfriend's gonna fuck you up. And then after that, while he's fucking up your fucking gay uncle over there, I'm gonna fucking cut off your cock and mail it to your mother, you fucking faggot bitch. Gay lord fucking bitch. How do you like that? You like that a lot? You fucking faggot? You like to ass fuck? Fontanella fucking baby head fuck? Go ahead. You like to fuck baby heads? You like to fuck boys? He's gonna fuck you in the ass. How do you like that? He's not even gay, but he'll do it just honey, to fuck. Honey, she's uh, she's got a big mouth, but she's not kidding. I'm gonna whip you silly, and I'm gonna fuck you stupid. You wanna do the man dance? First dance is yours. Uh, you know, you're to sit at the table. You're gonna eat. <laughs> <laughs> Please drop that clip here. <laughs> 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 
but hi- in hindsight, you know, the movies are, they're not bad. We, we were just riding that high of Pulp Fiction and this like great originality of, of Tarantino. And, you know, once you give a little distance from that, you know, you can kind of be a little more objective about the movie and have a good time, you know, bounce on the bed, take your shirt off, let Jane Krakowski, you know, give you the old tongue down the throat, which coincidentally is quite the sales move for me personally. Tell me something. When you kiss those girls, you're not really kissing them, are you? Well, it's a, it's a stage kiss. Your lips touch, but there's no tongue. So there's no feeling? Nobody gets jealous? That's, it's not real. It's, it's only acting. See, now that... There's a tongue there. Honey? Red or white? Oh, that's when you sign up? Oh, yeah. Jane Krakowski, man, starts rounding third like that on me? Hands. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm back off the go bandwagon. That image has uh, killed it for me. With Hiro making the Simon face with Jane Krakowski. Uh, Can't handle it. Like... Like one of those animals attached to like the teeth of their mother. That's what I'm seeing with you and Jane Krakowski. <laughs> dragging against the ground. I mean, she's been making moves since a very young age. <laughs> You're saying not quite up to the gift uh, status anymore. Well, un- Jared, get out your measuring tape. Unlike Jared, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I <laughs> Over 110 I pounds some- is okay for me. <laughs> There was something about how far they had to start from the shoulders. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what is this? I'm using all of my uh, Kentucky uh, <coughs> public school education. <laughs> Geometry. <laughs> Got to get the slope, the, the ski, the ski ramp. Those are the good. That, that's a good time. <sighs> I feel like Dave was probably required on this podcast just to keep it on track. You can't have the three of us. <laughs> you do need a straight man. Easy. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, Mike, what are we doing next time? All right, next week we won't have. I don't think we'll have Jared on. I don't know, maybe. Um, I don't know how uh, dirty it can sound. So we're gonna switch. Um, we're moving away from the podcast. We can't have on Jared every week because you'll hear, unfortunately, Hiro, Jared, and myself on sober cinema going forward. So if you like this. You can go ahead and unsubscribe, I guess, from Marcus Played <laughs> and listen to Sober Cinema. And if you hated it, uh, just don't ever subscribe to Sober Cinema because it, it actually be far worse mm-hmm. on that feed. <clears throat> but Hyro and I have, I think, long kicked around privately um, the Mount Rushmore of mm. when it comes to, to actors, to, to movie genres, stuff like that. And, you know, that fits kind of accordingly with uh, podcasting. The only thing I could find, however, there is like a Mount Rushmore podcast, but it's not necessarily movie focused. They do food, they do whatever. Okay. Um, but we're going to keep it in the movie realm and we're going to do what True Bromance promised that they would do this previous summer, uh, which was their Hall of Fame episode, singular episode on Kevin Costner, the great man, Kevin Costner. 
and we're going to do a full month. We're going to do the Mount Rushmore of Kevin Costner movies for our first month. But to finish out this format, I figure we got to go with the greatest Mount Rushmore movie of all time and one of Hyro's favorites, North by Northwest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, uh, before you cut this away, Hyro, I just want to go back. Listeners, if you feel like listening to this again or parts of it, listen with the, the glee that he embraced any talk of these disgusting animals he's met in person in proximity to any females, but a classic Hitchcock movie. What is his response? Disgust. <laughs> Outright disgust. I mean, you've got people hanging. Are you going like uber literal with Mount Rushmore? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I thought I was being pretty clear about it. They walk across <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Who's <laughs> hanging from like one of the president's boogers or something as a climactic sequence? Just imagine you and Jane Krakowski <laughs> for dear life. I will have to the whole time. God. All right, don't do that because I'm recording with you, but you know, do it beforehand. <laughs> immediately beforehand, get it out of your system. You'll get to see how yeah. old Mount Rushmore really works. 